Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another Supercoach team preview off-season pod. Today, we are looking at one of the dark horses for the finals this year. A lot of preseason hype against this team, and for good reason. We have got the Canary Bankstown Bulldogs coming in at number 10 in the power rankings. So number 10, obviously a lot of people's picks for getting into the top eight this year. As we go through the side and I kind of talk through, I think you'll see why I've got that as the case. I think they're a season away um, personally, but let's get right into it. I think this will be a fun super coach one. Again, dogs haven't really been super coach friendly for a couple of years. Uh, I think this might be a year that we see some really nice options coming in. So our fullback, Jake Avarillo. On the wings, Jacob Caraz, Josh Adokar. In the centers, I've got Brayden Birds and Declan Casey. In the halves, Matt Burton and Kyle Flanagan. In the front row, Luke Thompson, Reed Marnie, Tavita Pengai Jr. In the back row, Viliama Kikau, Raylan Fartanla Mariner, Max King. And on the bench, Bailey Biondiodo, Andrew Davey, Corey Waddell, and Ryan Sutton. Obviously coached by Cameron Serrata, the new man in charge. It's a team where if there was two more things right with it, I'd love it. Let's start with number seven straight away. Let's start with Kyle Flanagan. This is his last year, I think, to prove in the NRL that he can be a halfback for a top eight squad. I think the dogs are trending that way where they will be a top eight squad you know, for a few years in a row from next season. So it's imperative for Kyle Flanagan to show that he can get back to those rooster form. Not to say he was a superstar of the roosters, but what he did when he was there was he was able to play second fiddle to Luke Keery, but also be the man that really steered it around when he needed it to. We've been lacking to see that this year in the last couple of seasons since then. If this team had a quality seven, I'm not even talking Mitch Moses level. I'm talking... Chad Townsend level, like he did for the Cowboys. I think that's what could really take this to the next level. And I think Kyle Flanagan has that in him. You know, I think that he's got that in him. He's got to have that confidence in himself and really perform at a high level to get there. So the number seven is something I wish there was a little bit better. And really the number one. I love Jake Avarillo, but not not as my, I want to crack into the top four fullback. So I think he'd definitely be a center I think Declan Casey has something about him where he reminds me a lot of Jake Avarillo. Um, you know, there's the reports that Stephen Crider might be going to the Dogs to play fullback from next season. I don't know. Just the one and the seven, when you look at the rest of it, Matt Burton and Reed Marnie in the six and the nine, that's half your spine where you've got quality, quality players that you brought in and you plugged and played there. But again, very, very interesting to see. I think low-key, they've got one of the best wing combinations in the game when Jacob Karaz and Josh Adokar. Guys that do things very, very differently, but Jacob Karaz looks like one of those super coach guys we'll be talking about in a couple of years ago. How good is Jason, uh, Jacob Karaz? And, you know, do, were, were you one of the ones that owned him really, really early on in those first two seasons? He's a guy that could average 15 tries a season. He's got that build. He's got that finishing material in him. And everything about him, he looks really, really good. Josh Adokar, you know you know what you get. You put him in a good side, he scores tries. You saw what happened in the World Cup. As soon as he started putting those tries down and doing those length of the field runs, I'm sure Freddie curled up in all ball and wondered why he didn't pick him for origin. But Josh Adokar is a big game player, a big team player. 
And I think this season, especially, if they can really get what they need around him and put him in positions to really get on the outside early, kick and chase earlier for him. You know, defensively, we saw him with the intercepts. He He's very smart defensively. He can obviously make a mistake every now and again, but he's someone that can really win you game off the back of his game-breaking ability. I really like that wing combination. Wouldn't mind one of those in my four center wings in draft, no doubt about that. Before we get into the guns and the voids, I want to talk about this four-pack. Intriguing four-pack. When I'd say intriguing, could be top three in the game. Let's just go through it because I think the front row that I've got it right now it may not be the one they roll out there, but Luke Thompson, Tavita Pengai Jr. Let's take them just as those guys there. Luke Thompson, the first real year COVID isn't a factor, came over there. All reports of the English, Sam, another Sam Burgess coming over really high on him this year. I thought it would be last year. Again, had some things where he had to go back to England. I think this is the year. I think this is the year he gets it done. Tavita Pengai. Really, really woeful last year, no doubt about it. You know, had that had that stint where he finished up at the Panthers, and then we like, okay, the dogs. This is where it's going to be. This is where he's going to get the most out of it. Didn't happen. We're, we're getting very close to Pengai now. Going, are we ever going to see that form again for Tavita Pengai? Is he going to be that game breaker, or is he going to be someone that just runs in the line and tries to pop an offload, plays fifteen minutes, then comes off and subs off for a rest? Fascinating to watch. Reed Marnie at nine. One of the best Renines in the game. You saw what he did for Parramatta, the way he's evolved as a player. I think he really suits playing next to Matt Burton. Billy Army Kikau. Again, bought from Penrith, one of the best edge players in the game. I think will really help if he can go on that. I think his best asset will be going on that Kyle Flanagan side and helping Kyle Flanagan. You know, similar to Jerome Luai. If it's not on and there's not much around, short ball, hit the line hard. You know, use him as a decoy, go out the back to a Braden Burns or a Declan Casey. I think Villain Makikia can be immense this year. Uh, Supercoach-wise, maybe not, but definitely from an NRL perspective, I think going to be a very, very value signing. And then these last two guys, Raylan, Raymond Fartalamara, RFM, you know, as he finally got rid of the injury bug because we know what he is capable of. He is a CHN type of player in that 2RF. Offload, tackle break, tries, assists, has it all. Max King turning into one of the best workhorses in Supercoach. Plug and play, 55, PPM beast. Again, this four-pack has so many different variables. I wouldn't mind owning one or two of these uh, Bulldog forwards, no doubt about it. Let's go to the guns. Who is the best gun in this team? I'm going to have to go with the number six, Matt Burden, as number one. I think Matt Burden has the game. He's obviously going to be the goal kicker in this team. He's got some more quality around him. And I think as more and more quality comes around him, you'll see... The running game, you obviously know the kicks and the bombs. But I just think that his ability to take on the line and when he takes on the line, he's so big and strong. Players instinctively tense up and get into that line ready to tackle him. All of a sudden, then his ball playing and his kicking becomes even more valuable. So I think what he's shown us is just a glimpse of what he could offer this year. I think he could really turn into one of the best playmakers in the comp, not just using his brute strength and his big body. He actually can use that to his benefit too incorporate his passing in his king game even more. The next gun, let's go Josh Adokar. Let's go the Fox. A top five center wing again this year. Again, I think that, you know, he's a big game player. And I think the Dogs this year will have their chance to be in big games this year. I think he can finish a lot of try scoring options for the Doggies this year. And again, I think if he can really strike up, he's got that combination with Matt Burton already. If we can see some Reed, Marnie, Jake Avrilo really 
you know, try and get plays in there to unlock him as well. It's going to be more for the better. And lastly, I'm going Luke Thompson. Jewel can play him in two row front row forward. I think there's going to be big minutes for him. I think, you know, there are some forwards in this uh, reserves for the doggies, but I think he's unquestioned prop out of this rotation. And I think he's going to get it done this year. I think there's a 60-minute offering there. I think there's a point a minute at least. And again, I think that, you know, he's shown that there are flashes in there. There's flashes of early Sam Burgess when he came over. Not from the hard-hitting running, but more obvious, the workhorseness and some sly footwork. The hands could potentially be something as well. So I'm going to go Luke Thompson, just edging out Reed Mine, who I think will have a big year with Kikau as well. Who are the avoids in this team? I always mention it in some of these ones where you want to kind of buy low into a nice, super coach-friendly um, pack. And I think Jake Avrilo is definitely going to be one of these ones where someone goes, I can get a starting fullback for a potential top eight side. Jake Avrilo's got a very nice super coach game, but it will not surprise me if he gets hooked and either Declan Casey, Jacob Carraz, or Josh Adokar go in there. They've also got Hayes Perham that's coming up from Para who can play there at a pinch as well. So I think there's just options around him where I don't think he's going to brain it and get you a 65-70 off his back. Uh, I think it's definitely going to be more of, you know, he'll get, you know, 40-40, 50-50. There's an 80 because he scored a try. Uh, but again, if there's poor performances, he could get hooked. I'd also avoid Kyle Flanagan just for the same reason. Again, you need to see it. Uh, I think the price and the options will be there later on. So don't try and get there too early on him. And then lastly, I think just in terms of a draft perspective, Pengai. I think you just got to wait and see. You've got to get five to seven rounds in to see what that rotation is, see what the fitness is, see how Serato likes playing him. Because again, Pengai is one of those guys that I think a lot of people have had recently and just gets burned and burned and burned. So someone that you definitely want to, if he's on, you want to have him in your team, no doubt about it. But you got to make sure you get him at the right moment for the right price, for the right capital. We'll leave it there for the doggies, guys. We're very close to the top eight. We've got team number nine coming up next. So thank you for listening. Have a great day, and we'll hear from you soon. Cheers.